0: Coming up, Merrill Hopeful Peter Robinson. Why is he having a third run for council? And his priorities for the local government election in March 2024. It's Tuesday, October 24, 2023, and I'm Alan Roebuck. Welcome to Ipswich Today, which acknowledges the traditional custodians of the land on which it is produced and pays respects to elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is supported by Kinetics people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. A third person has put their hand up to run for mayor at the next council election in March 2024. Peter Robinson is no stranger to campaigning for council. He ran for mayor at the by-election in 2017, and before that he had to go for the old Division 5 in 2016, after Heather Morrow decided to retire. Peter Robinson, thank you for speaking with Ipswich today.
1: Thanks, Alan. Appreciate the
0: opportunity. No problem. Uh, In 2017, with the by-election for mayor, you scored just over 13%. In fact, you did run third after Andrew Antonelli and Paul Tully. Why have you decided to have another run for council?
1: Uh, I guess I'd always thought I might. Uh, 2020, I had other family priorities to deal with. So I've waited till now. And I guess I'm just looking at what's going on in council and thinking that perhaps my skills as an accountant and business person may be of some value to the community. So I've uh, I've been keen to give back since sort of when I ran in 2016, which I wasn't fortunate enough to get elected, but we thought we'd give it another try.
0: I recall back then there was a, a, a loose coalition of candidates who, were, who campaigned really hard to toss the incumbents out. And one of the leaders of that group was Gary Duffy. Do you regret joining in with him? Uh, I
1: wasn't. Really joined in with Gary in 16. Mm. Um, He certainly ran his campaign, but I I wasn't part of that specifically at that time. A number of us did post that election, create the ratepayers and residents group, and Gary sort of came into, uh, we come together at that point in time after the election.
0: You've been quoted in the Ipswich Tribune this month as saying Teresa Harding is doing things her way. What do you mean exactly by that?
1: Um, we're very different people. Teresa does things Teresa's way and her skill set's very different to mine. I'm a, an accountant operating a professional practice, have done for many, many years. I uh, just think there's maybe a different um, viewpoint as to how the council could be operated.
0: Before we get to your policies and priorities for Ipswich, you were born and raised here. Growing up, where exactly?
1: Uh, in one mile, actually, or some people would call it Leichhardt, but... Oh, there's always an was...
0: ongoing debate, Peter. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was on the left side of uh, Old Toomba <laughs> Road, so that's one mile.
0: And what about those family connections? They seem to run deep as well.
1: They certainly do. Um, Mum ran the TAB at West Ipswich. Dad worked in the ticket office in Ipswich, and Dad's father was a coal miner. Mum's father worked at Hancock's, operated the boiler, and uh, back to his his father and um, brother were the Palmer brothers that um, had the ice and butter factories here in Ipswich back many, many, many years ago.
0: Have you started door knocking yet?
1: I haven't actually. No, I haven't. haven't. Um, Pre-Christmas, um, we'll see what happens.
0: In the meantime, people must be approaching you now. You've come out and said you're going to run. What are they telling you? Um...
1: Oh, not telling me too much, uh, asking me why i put my hand up, I guess, many of them. But I guess the, there's a lot of positive uh, input I am getting from people that I guess I've known for many years, a number of Ipswich born, who are um, keen to perhaps see someone with some business background and um, having lived and been in business here in Ipswich pretty much all my life. Um, well living here all my life but also being in business here for a very long time. They're keen to see what I can do.
0: What will you be campaigning on specifically?
1: Look, I, I it's it's difficult to promise a lot of things. There's a huge list. Um some people I've seen calling it Rainbow and Unicorn list. Um I, I would like to see what opportunities there are maybe to Expand external revenue sources. Um, they used the council used to have a business unit. Um, whether there's some opportunities there moving forward, just that with the amount of debt we've got, it, it's going to take the ratepayers a long time to pay it off. So if there's opportunities, maybe to uh, expand that, um, I think, and that's where my business background sort of would be useful.
0: You say the council used to have a business unit. What in particular are you referring to there?
1: Only what I've been told that there were commercial business units within the council, and I think a very long time back they maybe operated their own tip facility. But for many years they've been uh, outsourcing and paying that, uh, paying external.
0: Mm. Uh, Are you? Yeah, I think you might be referring to when council had a landfill. They did at, at yes, one point. Yes. And they, and they, yeah. They, yeah. that yeah. That's now obviously. If I think that's the one at Whitwood Road, you might be referring to. And now, oh, quite possibly and now they're obviously uh, shipping that to landfill at Swanbank are there any major projects or policies that you want to see overturned or changed talk about projects first
1: yeah no look the projects up uh, they're a long way down the pathway so I don't think there's any turning back on those Um it, it, it is the way it is, and it's looking through the rear. Oh, sorry, looking in the in the windscreen, not the rear vision mirror. Um, looking at the windscreen, saying, "Okay, it is what it is. Let's get it finished. Let's see what we can do with it once it's finished. What opportunities are there?" Um, I mean, obviously, the people that have been in council and and internally in council have a vision for where they're heading, mm. and and I don't think you can turn that around now. It, it's it's past turning back point. So we'll move forward with those and then uh, seeing what other opportunities there are, I think, again, we go back to that external revenue sources. Whether and It's not really a tourist town particularly, which unfortunately we have lots of – we do have a number of nice heritage facilities, but – Probably need to expand on that a little bit to make it a destination point. We also have a a motorsport precinct, which again, a lot of people come for the drags or drifting or go-karting. I don't know that really brings a lot of dollars into the town. So just exploring whether there's opportunities to expand on those
0: things. Can we talk about a couple of specifics then? What should council be doing about securing a new performing arts centre and where should it be?
1: million dollar question um, I, we, we definitely without doubt would benefit from a new performing arts or what whatever you want to call it I mean the Civic Center is very old I think built in the mid 70s or early 70s Yeah, mid somewhere 70s, there yeah yeah so the opportunities there I think are perhaps to maybe bring some other um, higher level of um, performances in that in dip switch but also for our artists in that dip switch to be able to perform in a you know, up-to-date venue rather than the ageing civic centre. There's some criticism I know that, you know, why would we want to compete against um, facilities in Brisbane? I I think there's opportunities for for both. Um, Would people want to perform in Brisbane or they want to perform out here? Then there's an opportunity for us to have them here and, again, um, expand on our external revenue sources but where we would actually do that now, um, at this point in time, I'm, I'm not sure. I'd certainly be seeking some community input. Obviously, it's got to have good parking and good access, and that probably means the central area of Ipswich is, is slightly challenged. We need some um, upgrade of infrastructure for traffic in there as it stands.
0: Okay, let's go from culture to sport. North Ipswich Reserve. In terms of improvements, what should happen there next?
1: Like the, the big challenge I see over there, having and this even back to sixteen was an issue, is is again parking. It's it's the, the streets are basically where people park when they go there. I know there is some parking, but the, the parking facilities are just not up to standard. What needs? Um, obviously, people would like to see us build grandstands and expand that facility it's it's got a bit of a history that people love to embrace um that's fantastic but uh, primarily, the, the people who live around there um don't enjoy having their thousands of cars parked in their streets when there's events on so probably neither
0: neither, neither do the people at milton and Flower. i'm sure no, that's, so we've, that's we've, we've got to have a major stadium somewhere though
1: we will, we do whether it is at North Ipswich. I mean, mm. obviously, the history's there and people love it. There may be other options. I, I, I again at this point I'm welcome to take community input on that. Yep, and, um, and just explore what the options are.
0: Here's a random one What do you think of the 40k speed limit in Ipswich Central?
1: Oh, you know, give us strength. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it takes long enough to get around as it is, but, oh, look, it, it, it's obviously good for pedestrians, but I, I think it's a little over the top myself, but, yeah, happy to have input on that again.
0: Being a mayoral candidate, you're obviously keeping tabs on on other issues. The housing development in the vicinity of Debing Creek, have you had any discussion with traditional owners or the developers around there?
1: Um, I have a, uh, a friend um, who is involved in that and is a traditional owner. Um, I won't particularly mention his direct name. I don't know that he'd be keen for me to just blurt that out at the moment um, without checking with him. But, no, I have. Um, Look, it's, it's, again, where it's at, whether there's any saving that is – a real challenge um it's it's probably at that point now where there's been that much gone on and that many legal processes what we can do um again i'm not sure
0: peter i ask this of all candidates are you or have you been a member of any political party
1: i have in the past um look i handed out how to votes for les scott when uh, he was campaigning back in the day, I think it was about eighteen or nineteen, and I have been involved with the LNP. I was actually a member of the LNP um, back a while back, and um, but I'm not currently, and um, haven't sort of been in the last couple of months, and um, don't intend to be. Um, no.
0: Will you be getting any help from LNP members?
1: Uh, there may be some existing members, but none that I'm aware of at the moment. Um, I think my my campaign crew at the moment, I don't think anyone is a party member of any of the parties um, at this point in time.
0: More globally, should political parties be running candidates in local government elections?
1: Look, mate, my opinion is that really there's... The the local government... Look, the structure's different to state and federal. We don't have an opposition. We just have councillors and we have a mayor. And, And my opinion is that I don't believe there's space in, in local government, p- particularly for political parties. Uh, the, the people want answers, so your you ratepayers and residents are effectively your master. And if you if you're answering to a political party, well, you know you're trying to you're trying to please two masters, so, and and I don't think that's fair to uh, the community, ratepayers and residents.
0: Finally, let's take the magnifying glass to Nicholas Street. How do you yes. think it's going?
1: Uh, slowly. Um, that's inevitably, I think, anything in construction at the present time. We're probably suffering from the COVID tax uh, in terms of cost-wise. It's it's one of those projects that's it's taken a lot longer, I suppose, to actually come to fruition than was ever originally foreseen because that, that you know, it was really started by the previous council even, and um then through the administrator the interim period and, and this council sort of inherited a chunk of it, to be fair, and uh, continuing on with it. What the outcome, final outcome is, is yet to be a little bit known. And and that's where I was saying, well, look, we've just got to look through the windscreen, um, ride the project to where its planned end is and then see what the opportunities are Um We've we've already got a cinema in town. Well, we've got one at North Ipswich, got one at Redbank. Whether the cinema was the right answer or not, well, it's a little bit past sort of
0: debating that now. It it is what it is. It is underway. Okay, let's yeah. let's look in the crystal ball then. We'll we'll take your uh, idea of looking through the windscreen and looking forward. Mm. Once the cinemas are finished, uh, we we see all the shops fully tenanted. That's the commercial property that council owns. Yes. and council doesn't own every shopfront facing Nicholas Street, and I think some residents also forget that. But the council-owned commercial property should council be looking at selling that in due course.
1: Uh, I I believe that is 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 probably the you know the prime option um, to relieve ourselves of that property. Uh, whether there's a willing, not anxious buyer that's prepared to pay the reasonable value for it. That's that's the big question, but that certainly would assist us in removing some of that debt or you know, a big chunk of that debt, hopefully. Maybe not. Um, but I think then we can get back to getting on with council business and the the, the, the stuff that people want to see is happening. We, we've got major road infrastructure stuff that I think needs to be addressed, but it, it all takes money. Um, the Forming Arts Complex, it'll take money. It'll, it'll probably need state government and all federal funding perhaps, um, but we're going to need, the council themselves are going to need to contribute something to that, and with $400 million debt sitting there, that's not likely.
0: Ipswich is more than Ipswich Central and the traditional older Ipswich suburbs. We're kind of three Ipswiches now, but maybe four. We're, we're Ipswich Traditional, we're Ripley Valley, we're the Springfield suburbs around Springfield Central, and of course, we're the rural areas of the yes. city. What would you have in your plans to to bring all those people together to proudly say they all live in Ipswich?
1: I, I've sort of been referring, Alan, it's interesting for you to say three or four even, because I've sort of been referring it, and I'm, I'm probably not addressing the rural side of it, but I've been referring to as modern Ipswich and um, historic Ipswich. Um, how we bring them together is... I'm not sure on that one, actually, but, we, I mean, we're very distinct that we have the historic side of Ipswich, and, and I, I include the rural area in that. Uh, very different, because I was at the Marburg Show, uh, the Marburg um, Outdoor and Garden Expo, and then I actually, the other weekend, and then popped out to the Ripley um, Valley markets, and, and look, they're chalk and cheese. Um, very, very different sort of um, feelings.
0: How would you describe those differences?
1: Um, well, the the markets at Ripley, um, just the products they're selling. It's more food oriented. There are some gifts and stuff like that. It's a much smaller market as opposed to in Marburg. It was very much it was it was plants. There were food. There was food there, but it was plants and um, outdoor type stuff. Um, obviously, people in that region are looking to work in their yards and plant and grow stuff more so. Whereas at um, Ripley, there's that different sort of. It's it's a different community. It's um, how to describe it exactly. But yeah, well, it's just, just um,
0: different product offering to suit the market. I guess different. Pro- yeah.
1: It is. Yeah, it is. It is. It's it's very different. But now whether you, whether there's some opportunity. I mean, people do different things. And exactly as I just said, people that are in those semi-rural areas and maybe more older areas, they maybe want to be out in their gardening, in the yard gardening and, and doing those things. People in these other areas are busy. Um, they're, you know, maybe working in Brisbane, so they don't have as much time to spend in their yards. Um, so whether there's opportunities have to blend the two or just leave them sort of embrace their own activities is, is probably more the thing. There may be opportunities Um, maybe the jacaranda fest that's coming up, that that may be an opportunity where we see a bit of a blend. Um,
0: For sure. Peter Robinson, you're getting out and about, obviously. And on that note, we'll leave it there. Thank you for speaking with Ipswich Today. Thanks, Alan. And that's it for this episode. Just a reminder to look for handy links in the show notes. Ipswich Today is supported by Kinetics people-powered web hosting trusted by Australian businesses since 1999. This podcast is listener supported. Please make a once-only gift or regular donation to help keep it online. Just go to ipswitchtoday.com.au Follow and stream this podcast from your favorite app, including iHeartRadio, or play Ipswich today on smart speakers. Music is supplied by Purple Planet Music. This is Alan Roebuck. Thank you for listening. From legendary locals we all know to people you should get to know. Follow Ipswich Today on your favourite app and never miss an episode, or go to ipswichtoday.com.au.